1: just wish for you to watch joy and not the news you know uh, yeah i'll i'll consider it great and <laughs> when you're not watching schitt's creek listen to our podcast of into the twilight as you are doing right now hi yeah, welcome, to space. welcome welcome hi. everyone
0: to the podcast hi cody how the hell are you doing I'm doing okay, you know, it's, mm. we're getting a little snow moment at the moment, um, oh. so it's fun, um, and I'm trying to forget about everything going on in the, in the news right now. Good. Because it's been well, a week. Welcome. I thought it was Thursday all day. It's Say not Ma. Thursday. I was just like, can I please, it's like I've been crawling towards Friday, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to hear about Iowa again. I don't want to hear. I'm done. I'm so tired. Please just let me just die, please.
1: I've learned so much about Iowa in the past 48 hours than I yeah. have my entire life. Yeah. And I I appreciate it, but also I don't care. Like I don't right. I don't need to know. Yes. Um I appreciate the knowledge, but I just would like to go back to not knowing because of the fact that it did nothing. (laughs) Like I didn't, it didn't help me at all.
0: Yeah. I was in a situation where I was explaining to my roommate and a friend of ours, um, how caucuses work and Mm. it truly was making me lose my mind and everyone else's mind because of how silly and ridiculous it is. I was like, I have all of this garbage knowledge in my brain. And all of it is is dumb and stupid, and For sure. none of this makes any sense. And this is all silly, and it's fundamental to our democracy,
1: <laughs> and that's a frustrating duality. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I understand that. I m- have been trying to teach my students about how to regulate their brains. Um, and reminding myself that regulating emotions and stress is a skill. Um, you have to practice and hone, um, and you learn that. (laughs) Um, and we, we somehow need to continue to learn and practice that. And, uh, oftentimes the folks that I interact with online need to remember, to practice and hone those skills. Yeah. Um, So today, instead of um, engaging with the current online discourse about our um, impeachment, which I would have usually done, um, I knew that it was not going to help us regulate our stress. So we instead um, learned different breathing techniques to regulate our stress. Yeah. And that was a... That was how we helped ourselves today, and my kids thought I was weird because I was making them breathe a lot, Right. but God damn it, if it didn't help me, (laughs) so (laughs) that's where we were at today in my classroom of just teaching them how to breathe and how to understand their bodies, which... God damn y'all. Remember to breathe and breathe often is what I will say to you. Yeah. Because it's we do hard not, out of here, folks. It's it is rough. Sometimes I mean, you just forget just... to breathe. I I had to remind them all today because I needed this reminder when I was their age that like having a headache and a stomach ache is not normal, like a constant stomach ache
0: right, sure. and a
1: constant headache of from, like, stress and anxiety is not normal, mm-hmm. um, but it was my normal right. growing up, um, and it, I mean, it is now, but for, like, different reasons, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so having to tell, like, if someone would have told me that when I was younger, that, like, if your stress and your worrying is causing these things, it that would have been a, a good reminder to be like, oh, I should probably, like, talk to someone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this so, might not be good, actually. Yeah. Interesting. So that's a, that's a little bit of a middle school corner. Um, but also, in that same vein, I had kids take hand sanitizer and try to throw it into each other's eyes today. So, you know, oh, duality kids. of man. <laughs> kids these days. Um, and then also, um, in between our lectures today, um, kids are, you know, just trying to practice their TikTok dances. So, you know, kids are still kids, which is a good reminder that even though the world is on fire, um, and our democracy is crumbling around (laughs) us, um, you can, you can still dance, you know, it's a good reminder. Yeah. 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 All right. We have current events, but thank God it is not the news. (laughs) It is (laughs) our corner of the news. Yeah, baby. Which is the good stuff. It is our good place. You know what I mean? Also, Mm -hmm. toss one out for the good place. (laughs) Yeah, pour one out, baby. Where do you want to start? Do you wanna start with our corner of the our corner of the news or do you wanna end with our that? own We made some news, baby. We have our own of news. Of our own. We have our own news. We have our own we have a like uh, what I would venture to say is a music corner, maybe? Mm. Perhaps. Sure, yeah. Great. Here at here at Into the Twilight, um uh, we love we love a good analytics moment. Yeah. Um, and so one of my favorite things to look at is just, like, seeing all about our, our data. Um, and so I finally got a chance to, like, go deep in the paint with Spotify. Um, and more than usual, um, Spotify's analytics are very easy to understand, which I appreciate. Yeah. Um, and one of my favorite things about this, too, is it gives data about Spotify and how the users use that app and not just specific to our podcast. Right. Which allowed <laughs> us to see some interesting and mm. I would argue valuable information about you all when you use I would it. say concerning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would also agree is concerning information about how some of you use Spotify. When listening to this podcast, and then going immediately to your music afterwards. Yeah. So, it gave us, the in the past month, some of the top artists um, that y'all have been listening to on Spotify, um, while also listening to our podcast. (laughs) And... So, specifically, it said, your podcast listeners have streamed these artists the most in the last 28 days. Here are these five artists.
0: (laughs) The nominees are. Yes, the
1: nominees (laughs) are. Let me open my little booklet here. Eminem.
0: (laughs) Also, the (laughs) fact
1: that three of these five artist photos are in black and white is really... uh, it's telling. Uh, okay. Eminem, Mac Miller, Pour One Out. Yeah. Post Malone, Drake, and Kanye West. Here's my question for y'all How are you doing? Are y'all good? Are you okay? Are you breathing? (sighs) (laughs) Guys. Hmm. (laughs) Guys. I will say after I saw these, I like, I am. For I mean, the first thing I did is I screenshotted them and I put them on our Twitter. And then the second yeah. thing is I just immediately got that fucking song from Into the Spider-Verse stuck in my head of Post Malone. Oh, yeah. The Sunflower one or whatever. That's the only Post Malone song that matters. It's the only song FYI. I know from Post Malone.
0: Yeah. So
1: I just got that song stuck in my head, which is like not the worst thing, I guess, but still. Right. It's a, it's a banger in it's own right. It's It's all right. but like
0: guys
1: come on really
0: (laughs) we got some sad boys in the building this is (laughs) 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 sorry it should be more like
1: (laughs) 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 if this was four years ago i would play that ham horn that we used to do (laughs) Oh, poor, don't you bring up the ham horn one out for the 2020. <laughs> pour one out for the ham horn. <laughs> I hope
0: that app didn't just, like, turn into dust.
1: <laughs> no one remembers ham horn. Uh, oh, I miss you, ham horn. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that is really illuminating.
0: Yeah, so get some help. <laughs> We're here for you. But, um, you know. Tyler wow. Jefferson is free, so yeah, she's I just, also on Spotify, so you can just yeah. feel serotonin instead. That's, um, that's a choice. Halsey's on Spotify. Uh, that's also a sad, that's a somber
1: dance. Well, fair. <laughs> I was just expecting more, like, gay? I don't know. Yeah, like, I, I, I,
0: it's it's honestly an upsettingly hetero <laughs> roster just,
1: of artists. There's just a lot of dudes there.
0: Yeah, like a lot yeah. of straight
1: dudes. Yeah, and that's not what I was expecting at all.
0: No, that's not the demo we usually project to. <laughs>
1: like I know our demo. Like I've seen I've seen our demographics of age, and I I like I know who we cater to. And yeah. those five artists are not <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that
1: does not I'm just represent doing, like, our. The, the
0: math in my head. I'm like, it's not adding up. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I make it make sense. I'm so confused. Um, yeah, I, I want it to make more sense to me personally, uh, but you know, whatever, chase your bliss. Um, find a weighted blanket and a sad lamp. You know, get some <laughs> yeah, get some coffee. I guess. Um, okay, so. Um, why don't you select our next current event, please? Ooh. Mm.
0: Okay. Let's do some math corner, baby. All right.
1: Take us to the math
0: corner, please. I, I will. <laughs> um, we're back with the RPATS Robert mathematician corner. <laughs> That's Plastic what I always say. <laughs> <laughs> we do this every week. You're familiar with the format. Um, so the New York Post. Did a little piece this week on our boy, Robert. Our boy. Our man. Who's, who's saying that a, a doctor, a, a plastic surgeon, has dubbed Robert Pattinson with the mathematically and scientifically proven most attractive face. He's.
1: in the world. This doctor. <laughs> doctor. <laughs> Heavy quotes. This man. Yeah. On his main Instagram, yeah. his yes. business, his work right. Instagram, his. <laughs> yeah. is being so horny on main. Yeah, yeah. The gall.
0: Yeah, it's, listen, I respect it. That's a power play.
1: I love that.
0: First of all. Yeah.
1: So he, so he posted
0: this little photo on his Instagram where he has like 11,000 followers. So hell yeah, Dr whatever, wow. uh, a photo of Robert with just, like, a bunch of little ticker boxes <laughs> on, like, his forehead and his, like, shape with little percentages. Apparently they're in reference to the Greek golden ratio of beauty. You know. Which, I don't know about y'all, sounds uh, extremely... White? Eurocentric. Yep. And eugenic-esque, like, just a whiff. Yep. Of a, you know, perfect face, facial features, whatever. So it's apparently based on this. I'm not familiar with it, but that exists apparently. And so there's all these little boxes. He's got a 92.15 percentage of the golden ratio. That's a good old A minus to me. That's, yeah, that's strong. But, yeah, it's a strong, it's a strong A minus. His. Strongest feature is his chin, which is a fucking ninety-five point one. Yeah. <laughs> Just fucking look at that bad boy. Come on. It's so
1: powerful.
0: Yeah. Um
1: followed closely behind <laughs> with a with a ninety-four point six seven by nose yeah. width <laughs> slash length. <laughs> with a girthy <laughs> nose. Yes. <laughs> Ladies, <laughs> ladies, Mister Pattinson with the girthy nose. Stop saying girthy. No, <laughs> I, <laughs> the sexiest man. Sorry, yeah. the hottie, haughty- the hottest yeah. man yeah. with the girthiest it, nose. It, would it be crude to call it a chilled nose? <laughs> <laughs> No! No, it would not. No, I think that would be only appropriate.
0: I just, like, I don't know the percentage. Like, what, how, how, what is, I don't know. <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> <laughs> the math here isn't like, what, in terms of a nose, why? <laughs> what is the ratio from length to width? What is it like, I'm so confused. I hate it. I hate it. I can't look at this man's nose
1: anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I think you've ruined (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, my God. Oh, I think you've ruined, Robert, for me. I did? I think it's just his photo and his chode nose.
0: Listen, I'm not saying it is a chode nose, but if someone... (laughs)
1: <laughs> listen, we'll what call us a Spain. <laughs> no. <laughs> also, I we would be remiss if we didn't talk about our favorite identifier here, <laughs> which is So listen, this doctor <laughs> yeah. this doctor uses some weird qualifiers here, like I position And then, like, overall, he, like, points to the sideburns, and that's where he labels it as, like, face shape. And it's like, okay, well, mm, those are called sideburns. Sure. And, but my favorite one, and this is the one that, like, off recording, we laughed about the most, which is nose base slash lip width. Which is where, (laughs) on this face, this face this face it's yeah. pointing to robert's mustache area aka like upper lip
0: area. aka the nose base lip width.
1: <laughs> yeah and it's this is powerful
0: <sighs> could you imagine being like yeah i don't know my like my face feels kind of funny it's like sort of hurting it like i don't know like my nose base, you know what I mean? Like you know, like the base my of
1: nose, my nose. My nose base? You know, where my lips are like the widest
0: that part? <laughs> the width of my lip, you know what I mean? It's
1: like you can Jesus. say mustache, it's fine. Yeah. You can say it. It's okay. There's a word for that.
0: Ugh. I will say, upon reading this caption, um
1: second place, Henry Cavill. Again, very white, but right. Yes, but strong face. But a very strong, a very chiseled face, one would yes. say. Yes. I, oh, okay. So again, Bradley Cooper, chiseled yep. face. Brad Pitt. Chiseled. Hi. And apparently, the, uh, who has slumped the farthest to fifth place, George Clooney, who could also get it, chiseled face. Oh, my face. God. Are you telling me sorry hey sorry <laughs> Silver Fox George Clooney I'm familiar Could not get it He he could get it at a certain
0: point always
1: in time. You mean always? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you mean right now and with a certain a certain demographic of people <laughs> Me. The answer is me and, like, <laughs> I would argue most, most, most horny women. Most horny <sighs> women who also watched Made in Manhattan, that demographic. Made in Manhattan was so long ago. I'm, I'm talking about the genre <laughs> of cheesy movies that were mm-hmm. on TV that I also yep. grew up with. Mm-hmm. The, the type of, the type of person that was also attracted to a Richard Gere type. Okay, yeah. My type, one would argue. Yes. Alright, this is interesting. Thank you for this math corner, I appreciate it. Of course, always. Um, I wasn't, sorry, I was like itching my nose, and then it sounded like I was a villain for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Wow. 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 Interesting. Um, okay. Um, we had some brief underwater news. K-Stu always sticking up for her films, which I appreciate. Yeah. Um, and, um, the, a lot of people who were just like, hey, did you love this? See what she had to talk about. Um, a lot of the experiences in this were, one, just reminding people this took, this was filmed a long time ago, aka that's why she had a buzz cut right. in it, um, and also just reminding people that like, she doesn't like water. <laughs> so, that's what's going on. Um, okay, so the main piece that I wanted to get to here is from Pop Sugar. Um, the entertainment, the pop sugar entertainment article, um, from Australia that is 17 faces Penn Badgley makes in Netflix's You that proves his acting skills are incredible. Thank you, Penn. Thank you. Now, I was told by our producer that, and our producer being Cody, um, (laughs) that I can't talk about this whole article. Because it's all. Absolutely rituals. not. Um, I'm also. I'm just getting this in just right now, breaking news. Um, also from our producer. <laughs> Great. Um, I'm getting this news right now that I can talk about at least one of these, though. Yes, you can. <laughs> and so I. What if I was just like speaking into your ear?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you are speaking
1: into my ear right now, so. I. You're Can speaking you play into in both space writers. a little bit. Can you keep playing space? Please? I I am playing. Can it. We have some fun little broadcast news report for once, God. So I'm getting this. I'm getting this right now. Just a couple more updates <laughs> with me. Please stay tuned. We're getting some breaking news. Beep 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 beep. <laughs> okay, I'm getting this right now. Okay, I can talk about three of these photos. Then. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Fine. you. Fuck no, you. go for it. No, take your fucking corner. <laughs> okay, do it. So, <laughs> <laughs> prove me wrong. All <laughs> of these photos are fantastic. Gotta sell this. Um, and I'm excited to share them with you now. The first one, that is arguably the best one, but I I want to start off with this one is number 10, which is titled Joe Goldberg's No, I Will Not Chill Out Face, which from title alone, I resonate with deeply. Right. And then it loads. And, dear listener, everything fundamentally changed for me. Now, one, one could argue that this is already quite a horny episode. <laughs> that this we started is, off pretty strong. Yeah. We started off quite chode heavy, one um. would say. <laughs> but if you follow along, and if you look at this, this gif with me as well, um, you will notice that Penn's face in this is, one, quite aggressive. Um. Yes. And... As his Scorpio self, when he gets quite angry, you will notice specifically in this, there are a lot of veins present. Yeah. There are a lot of veins in his neck that bulge out, getting a lot of, like, peacocking happening in the space. Um, But that won't be the first thing that you see. Because you will notice quite immediately, before (laughs) you even notice his, like, terrifying gaze on you. Are these... Three lightning bolt veins <laughs> in his <Fuck> forehead. <laughs> Harry
0: Potter ass bitch.
1: Yeah, this, like, the boy who lived motherfucker <laughs> happening here. <laughs> the ones on the right look very pitchforky. Like, there's one main vein, and then yeah, a little, yeah. like, whoop, coming out. <laughs> and then the other is just a strong, girthy boy. Stop. No, I can't, because all I see in this is, like, one, it's very intimidating, which makes me personally, like, I love an angry ma- like, that, that activates something in me that I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, That's your double Scorpio going. Maybe. <laughs> when I see an angry Scorpio, I'm like, oh, okay, like, you want me to be intimidated, but also, like, mmm, I love that. <laughs> um, and... But the, then the next thing immediately is, I'm like, oh, your face looks like a dick, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's got a peen so, forehead.
0: Yeah. It's not great. I mean, mean it is
1: very good, but it's also awful. Like, how does it feel, Penn, to have a literal dickhead?
0: <sighs> nice, dude. To be a
1: literal Looking dickhead.
0: sick. Hold on, let me... High five you for that one, buddy. Hell yeah! I got dude. it.
1: It just took yeah. a little bit of a delay.
0: Yeah, travel. You know, <laughs> is that three-hour delay? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if I can, if I can show face.
1: Oh my god. Our <laughs> dude. How many do you think at some point does our explicit turn into like an <laughs> X or something, or just like yeah, an they do M? Like a triple X. It's like this is porn. You can't this You can't porn. say to that many times. <laughs> <laughs>
0: listen, I put some questionable things in our episode titles and we've that's not true. gotten flagged. So
1: Yeah, that's true. That's
0: what are they fun. gonna do? Listen to this podcast? Come on. <laughs> what are they come gonna, on. What do you think that I is gonna do? Actually have to listen to this? Fucking come on. There's so many podcasts. We're just flying under the radar, baby. We can do whatever we want. That's true.
1: They'd have to listen to all these to have to prove something, so they're not going <laughs> to do that.
0: Here, Meanwhile, this is being played in the courtroom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the first time that we meet is in a courtroom. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I love that for us. Yeah, that's powerful. Do you think that, like, instead of my one call from Dale, my one request could be that in the courtroom we don't have to face each other? <laughs> <laughs> back to back. <laughs> Just keep the mystery alive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, commit to a bit. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah. There are like some of these that we still haven't seen. Like some of these faces we still haven't seen yet. Yeah, spoilers. Uh, spoilers. Um, which makes me very curious. Like the, there's one that I noticed, 15, mm. which made me very curious. <laughs> um, it It's a strong mood. Of what looks like him in a bathtub just <laughs> freaking the S- fuck out. Yeah. yeah, I'm a fan of that. Looks like he's just tripping balls. Um It'd be like that sometimes. It you know what? Listen, life is like that some life just hey, from what I've heard sometimes is life just like finds a way. You know what I mean? Oh my
2: god. Um
1: yeah. and so I'm this makes me incredibly curious. To see where things go. Hell yeah. Hell to the yeah. Okay, we have a question. Would you like to read it?
0: Uh, you fucking bad dude. Well then do it, coward. <sighs> this is from Rebecca, one of our patrons. Yes. Who asks, please talk about the fact that Forty plays Dungeons and Dragons. I think it's mentioned by this episode. And what do you think his moral alignment
1: is? first of all that doesn't surprise me at all no 40 for sure that's how to dnd how he makes connections in la
0: yeah
1: it's because you Here's know the thing. I, yeah it's just, just it's how all D&D the support groups that's how well that and also that's how all the cool kids get on episodes of fucking podcasts and live fucking shows sure. and stuff yeah, absolutely. So that makes sense to me. Um, 40s moral alignment is chaotic <sighs> something. Uh,
0: yes. I, my first instinct was chaotic good, but I don't think... I think he has, like, the veneer of, like, wanting to be good, but he's just... But maybe that's just him being an idiot. You know what I mean? Like, maybe he's <laughs> a little dumb. <laughs> he's not actually well-meaning. Because, especially in this episode, we hear some questionable things from our boy. Agreed. Um, so maybe, but maybe it feels like his heart is kind of in the right place. He's just dumb. I don't know. I have no real judgment. I like to believe good things from him. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I will say, this is not an alignment, but this, the one thing I know about Dungeons & Dragons is that the bards just want to fuck people and also distract everyone from doing what they want to be doing. He gives off strong
1: bard vibes to me. Which,
0: like, first of all, relatable. Second of all, <laughs> <laughs>
1: for sure a 40 moment. For real. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, I feel like he is definitely a bard. Absolutely. Um, I don't know much about that, even though I've played D and D several times. But yes, I agree.
0: Wow, you love a gamer.
1: I'm actually like a super gamer girl. So, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's get into this bullshit. Oh. Mm. So, um, I would say that last episode's title was arguably the best. Because of yes. the fact that it had the Welkin thing in it, right, um, but this one is, and this one I would say is the title alone is rough of "Farewell, My Bunny."
2: Yeah.
1: However, <laughs> I don't know. I think last episode is hard to top. Sure. However. This episode has a lot going for it. There's, yes, it's definitely
0: an episode where they're setting up a lot of interesting stuff and, like, setting them in motion. There's not, like, I feel like the last episode was kind of, like, a bit of an interlude, almost. Mm Mm-hmm. Because we were in a different setting and, like, there were different environments and there were different relations, like, still things kind of continuing to go on and being planted and stuff, but nothing, like, truly like, was, a huge, like, stuff. But all, this episode was, like, a lot of things were going, like, pa-pa-pa-pa, like, things are coming, things are happening. Right. We're setting things in motion, we're moving, we're going, we're going. This is gonna all, you know, come together.
1: Yes, this one, it felt like things were starting to pop off a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and it it felt much more engaging than in. Speaking of popping off, can we start talking
0: about this hard open with, Kathy Griffin? Yeah. What, what the actual fuck? Ha, what what
1: was that conversation like? In this universe,
0: <laughs> in the year of
1: our lord, Kathy Griffin exists. Right.
0: And is doing like doing the eulogy at Chris D'Elia's
1: funeral. <laughs> yeah, in this universe, Henderson yeah. is tight. With Kathy Griffin, which, like, right. I guess sure. makes He's sense. supposed to be a big deal or whatever. Yeah, sure, I guess. Right. Um, I don't know. Netflix has the money, right. I. so I guess that makes it's sense. It's just such a weird gamble for a flex, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, you
0: know who'd be great, who we can flex all of our Netflix capital on?
1: Fucking Kathy Griffin, baby. I'm also just trying to imagine who else they would imagine would be like a weird, I don't know, like a, I don't know, a weird comedian get for them. Sure,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and I, I don't know who that pull would even be. Right. Um. So I, it makes sense in my brain, but in life, it makes no sense at all.
0: 'Cause I it's saw her and know. I was
1: like, uh yeah. no. Really? It was very startling. Yeah. Plus this idea that Kathy Griffin is just talking about Crystalia, aka Henderson as like super cool and everyone's super broken up about it as if like Henderson did not have all of these photos of women. Like, it's not just right. a super gross person.
0: And was, like, a notorious douchebag. Yes. People didn't know that shit, you know? Like, not a likable guy.
1: Yeah, that even though, like, Joe murdered him. Right. And Joe is still the problem here. Henderson is was still awful. Like, that yes. does not negate yeah. anything about him. Right. Um... And then starting this off at a funeral is still interesting to me because Mm -hmm. 40 is like broken up about it and is like, oh yeah, my dude, Henderson, as if like, he did not, he was not like, fuck Henderson, just like a couple episodes ago and was not getting trashed at his party a couple episodes ago. Yeah. So again, grief does weird things to people. Right, <laughs> it brings on existential crises, so I get yeah. that, um, <clears throat> which I guess also explains why 40 is like, you know what makes sense in my brain, Candice. What mm-hmm. up? Let's move in together. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's also just like, can we not do this though?
0: Yeah. Um, I will say it was a pretty big mood when.
1: Danielle just had
0: a fucking flask
1: at the funeral. Yes. Very powerful. I loved that. I loved that a lot. Um, Let's talk about these seven totems. Oh, my God. This idea that, like, when you achieve them, you are no longer just a transplant. You understand Los Angeles from now on. You belong here. Yep. Yep yep that you have made it yeah you lived on the west coast i did tell me about this definitely not appropriative idea of seven totems
0: and oh, did no. you
1: <laughs> see any of these seven totems definitely saw rollerbladers and booty
0: shorts yeah for sure almost every day police helicopter yes two starlets wearing the same dress i don't think so but i love that i think that's very great pack of coyotes no it wasn't north enough for that dog in a stroller absolutely i feel like i see that here in chicago too i i've (laughs) seen a dog in a stroller everywhere i've ever lived it's just like old white ladies be like that you know like they just love that's true dogs and strollers wherever they are That's true. Um, that is a
1: Seattle thing, too. That's just like... Yes. That's just a thing.
0: Yeah. Off-brand superhero. Absolutely. And I've not seen a palm tree on fire. I don't think.
1: They made that seem like that was quite common. I mean, Los Angeles is notoriously always
0: on fire. So true. <laughs> it's probably more likely in recent years. I haven't been there in a minute, so maybe, you know. Maybe. So yeah. you need two. Yeah. You're like almost there. I mean, I did live there for twelve years, so I—I I I mean, still... <laughs> it's
1: true. You're like basically yeah. you're you're like totems are almost filled. Um, I hated this part. The, yeah, the, the, it's awful. Um, I mean, I guess it makes sense because they're still trying to lean into this idea of like Los Angeles is awful. Uh. Um, but this idea of totems can. I was just like, ooh, can we not, though? And it's just, like, such a weird departure, A,
0: from the funeral we just witnessed, but also just, like, the way that they talk to each other. Like, it's it feels so weirdly scripted and not, like, a normal human conversation. Because they're, yes. like, play-acting it so much because they're all, like, alternating, like, oh, here's, like, a pack of coyotes, and then someone's, like, oh, a dog in a stroller, and it's, like, all this weird, like, super high-energy like conversation
1: yeah especially from the the, the fact that this is so obviously setting up that it's like oh i wonder what's gonna happen to joe in this episode and it's like (laughs) yeah he's gonna find him. all like we got it right (laughs) we get it it's very clear here um how did you feel about this flashback to love with her late husband. Because mm. this is, this is like the main, one right. of the, I guess not like the, not even really the B plot of this necessarily, but like one of the plots of this episode is that it's mm. love's anniversary with her late husband. Right.
0: Yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting. A, love, a return to flashback bangs. Flashback bangs! Love that. You, you there's no other way to know if it's a flashback unless it's you got true. bangs. It's true. How else would you know? You only have bangs in the past. You do. <laughs> um I thought it was interesting how they kind of navigated like this like deaf and sign language situation. Yes. Um that I agree. was surprising. I for a show that and I guess a, a series in general that has famously not been very tact in their approach to things um it seemed like a pretty like good just like normal like introduction of it or like integration of it into the into the plot or whatever and just like like, yeah, yeah they're just they're married and they're talking how they normally would converse and that's like a whole thing um and it doesn't feel like weird or like abnormal
1: Absolutely. It, <clears throat> there wasn't a big deal made out of it at all. Like, right. he was just himself, and yeah. he was deaf. And, like, right. there wasn't a big backstory about it. Right. There wasn't... wasn't like, tied to trauma or, like, no. this whole, like, sad thing. Yeah. And this show seems like most shows that would do that. And right. so for them to not lean into that was... Incredibly one surprising, right? But also incredibly refreshing of just like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is just her husband, right? He is just deaf, it's not that big of a deal, right? Um, the thing that most caught me off guard was I thought he was dead because she killed him. That's yeah, that's how I expected it to be, and not like. Because of what seems like natural causes in yeah. this. which I, Listen, I know you
0: really want <laughs> love to just be Bonnie and Clyde
1: killing shit. I just, that's what I assumed in this. Is that there yeah. was some like weird backstory here. But for yeah. it to just be that like he just died. I was like kind of shocked by that. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know if that's super shocking because like even in the first episode she seemed pretty like still broken up about that kind of stuff and unless she's like joe level of good at hiding that right um it's probably genuine
1: to some extent oh Um, i think it's genuine absolutely yeah i just thought that like i don't know it was more directly like yeah i just thought she killed him yeah 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 um, but yes, I was definitely taken aback by how in, involved, not involved, but how intrigued I was by that backstory. Um, right. because of the fact that it was far, it was much more well done than I had anticipated. Yeah. But as far as other backstories, I was not that, well, I was not that interested in Delilah and Ellie's story this episode. No. Um... I felt like they needed to keep them in here as far as just, like, moving their story forward. But it just did not do that much for me as far as, like, Daila's, like, there and she, like, wants to keep her story going, but she's just, like... She did that thing of like getting hurt by her curling iron by like grabbing it with her hand, <laughs> yeah. which just like made me upset because I was just I had like a sympathy pain for her. Yeah, right. Um, like, like, ow! Now my hand hurts. <laughs> exactly. I was just like, ah, fuck. Like, I know exact. I know that feel. Yeah. Um, also, I know that last week we had talked about um, Candace introducing love to Beck's book, but I think mm. that's all that like there had been talk about and so this week there was more information that 40 wants to adapt backstory from the book into a movie oh that God. is so fucking wild to me it's so funny could you imagine joe being like a producer
0: on a fictionalized like television show or movie about his fucking ex-girlfriend who he murdered and wrote a fake book about (laughs) to clear up, like, his allegations and stuff. It's
1: unreal to me. So fucking funny. I, yeah, that seems like the weirdest twist. I mean, it makes sense for, like, Forty's character. That he just sees, like, a story there. um, Mm -hmm. But Joe just being like, no, fuck, 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 no, no, no. (laughs) Um, and also if we're being real 40
0: can't write anything himself and be good so why not take some something else and make that something
1: (laughs) right yeah that that also tracks um so of course like he's gonna he sees the contact sheet he sees Candace's information he's like oh dope I'm gonna just take this I'm gonna sneak like a Looney Tune character yeah. and just go and like fight her and track her down. Um, and then this whole episode ends up being like Joe sneaking to Candace's house, Candace sneaking to Joe's apartment, and yeah. them just like both missing each other, but just like sneaking around each other. Um, yeah. Which is it was like
0: Scooby Doo, like yes, where everyone just running in different doors and then like, <laughs> really missing each
1: other. Exactly, that's exactly yeah. how this ends up. Yeah, so Candace ends up going into uh fucking Candace ends up going to Joe's apartment. Yes. And convinces Delilah to like let her in, which was yeah. wild to me. This A whole crazy like scene. this whole like, "Oh yeah, we were dating, but I just need my earrings back." And does this whole, like, Me Too movement speech on her. Right. Which was a lot to see. Yeah.
0: Especially for someone who is still recently recovering from, like, horrible shit.
1: Yes, exactly. And has had to come in
0: direct contact with that by going to his fucking
1: funeral. Oh, God. Like, woof. It was not, not great. Yeah. Um... Obviously, like, it didn't end up working the way that you, she wanted it to, and so it seems very clear that, like, Candace is going to come back since she didn't end up getting kind of the satisfaction that she wanted. Right. Um, and, of course, like, Joe was sneaking into Candace's place. Um, and this is the part that was the most buck wild to me. Unreal. It's unreal. <laughs> In this whole episode... Oh my god. So this idea that she, that Joe was like, "Cool. I'm going to go sneak in. I'm going to fuck up Candace." And then yeah. he just gets like fucking just knocked the fuck down. Yeah. And is just like taken down by what looks like a dominatrix. Yeah. I love this scene more than anything else it's in my so whole good. life. It's so
0: good. Because he, like, wakes up, realizes he's in full, leg like, bondage, tie-up, rope situation.
1: Which he's never seen before in his whole life.
0: Right, of course, because <laughs> he's a virgin. Yeah. <laughs> right?
1: He's just... Un- he's so confused. He's like, how do ropes even move like yeah. this? Help. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so they're having... An- a beef because he's like who the fuck are you and she's like i'm candace's roommate (laughs) who the fuck are you or uh amy's room whatever um (laughs) whatever and he's just like what is this like woman just yelling at me
1: women can't yell i don't
0: understand (laughs) at me and she's like what the fuck are you doing like you broke into our house like what the fuck and he's like oh i'm just like you know, trying to surprise Amy. Um, do, like, you know, a little, like, fantasy situation. Uh, please untie me. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> and she's like, oh, honey, you... This is not your look. This is not your thing. You're a vanilla boy. <laughs> this is not it, chief.
1: No. Please Sorry. don't.
0: You're embarrassing me. This is so awful.
1: Especially because yeah. when... She's she's trying to be patronizing of, like, please stop. Um right. Amy is never here. She's with yeah. another guy all the time. Yeah. And he's trying to be like, but I, I don't understand. I was coming here to do this, like, fantasy on her. And <sighs> she, like, looks through his backpack and is like, um... You're pathetic. You went to Home Depot. This right. is even the kind of stuff that you use on people. Rookie mistake. <laughs> um, R- and she's gonna get fucking rope burned, you idiot. <laughs> you actual fool. Um, and so finally, she's like, I'm gonna call you a lift. Get the fuck out of my house. Like, yeah. <laughs> you are a mistake to humanity. I never want to see you again. Yeah. Um, and it was the best thing I've ever seen in my whole life. It's powerful. It is. And he leaves with his tail between his legs, absolutely <laughs> ashamed. Uh, it was ego in in shatters, just like absolutely unhinged.
0: Yeah.
1: And finally, Candace <sighs> comes back, oh sneaks God. into Joe's apartment. Yeah. Who's there? Not Joe. Love's there. Yeah, baby. Because one of the things I forgot to mention earlier is that um, someone had been following Joseph around, and he thought that love had had a, like, detective following him, and so he Mm -hmm. was like, don't be suspicious, don't be suspicious. (laughs) Don't be suspicious. (laughs) 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 <laughs> Only for him to find out that love had gotten a PI to follow Candace around because she didn't trust him.
0: She yeah. didn't trust
1: her. Yeah. And so but before she's he could protective figure, authority and whatever. Right. But before Joseph could even figure that out, he was like, if you didn't trust me, would you have me followed? And it's like, Joseph, shut up. <laughs> Don't <laughs> blow your cool. Yeah. So, of course, Love ended up knowing that Candace had been around Joseph's apartment, and so she also ended up there, and that's how this happened. So, Love is in the apartment, does an evil villain, like, chair swirl around. Yes! (laughs) Petting a cat. (laughs) Joseph doesn't even have a cat. It's like, where did you find this cat? Um, And so Candace decides to tell the truth. To love and do like an appeal to womanhood or whatever the fuck right hashtag feminism hashtag feminism tells love that like this man that she's been fucking buried mm. her alive in the dirt yeah. and love's like mm, i don't know he only knows missionary <laughs> like this guy wouldn't do right. that. <laughs> uh he has read like Chaucer. i don't know um yeah. And, but then she pulls out the big guns of showing a photo from when they were in New York. And that seems to really do it for Love. Anyways, Love does the whole like, get out, I never want to see you again, or whatever. But we don't really see when Candace leaves. Yeah. All we see is when Joseph comes back, and Love is still at his apartment does another have twirl around. <laughs> yep, and now she has cinnamon buns, and Dosas like dope, sweet. It's <laughs> it of the evening uh, time. Yeah, I love a good cinnamon bun dinner. I <sighs> oh, fucking wolf you, babe. Thanks for the. Oh <laughs> my <laughs> god,
0: cinnamon
1: <roll. laughs> babe. It's ten p.m. I fucking wolf cinnamon buns. This is great, <laughs> and she's like, uh. great. This is exactly what I I knew that. And she gives him these cinnamon buns. He takes a huge-ass bite, and then he just straight-up, like, vomits. And she's like, oh, what's wrong? Do you not, you don't like my, my cinnamon, sorry, my (laughs) cinnamon buns? You don't like
2: these?
1: And he's like, my special cinnamon buns. My special cinnamon buns? And he takes a bite, and he's like, did you, are these, did you make these wrong? (laughs) And she's like, no, they're they're perfectly fine. And then afterwards, he's like, or she's like, oh, well, I guess I did happen to put salt instead of sugar in them. Doesn't it mm. suck to be legged to? Whoa. And here's the thing Got that him. really fucks me up. Yeah. This woman spent her whole time making homemade cinnamon buns. <laughs> yeah. That she couldn't eat. Yeah. Just for this fucking bit. Yeah,
0: that's how dedicated she is to making Joe look like a fool.
1: Wow. I respect that. Wow. Yeah. I love that. I love that kind of drama. Yeah. Truly. Um, anyways, they're obviously mad at each other. Instead of her, like, calling the cops on this person that is potentially, like, a murderer right. who assaults people... She's like, well, I'm mad at you and I'm not going to talk to you for the rest of the night. Bye. Because, sure. Right. I guess. Um, and then somehow the episode ends with Delilah and Joe fucking. Out of nowhere. Legitimately
0: nowhere. Like, he comes over to see Delilah and she's got a literal red string. Fucking Crystalia mood board behind her. Being Which like, I'm gonna fucking I feel get this that. guy. Right, fair enough, yeah. Um, and he's just like, he's like, hey, what's up? Uh, all that. And he is like looking at the post-its and he's like, oh man, I'm on the list. That's fun. I'm like, in mean, I mean, his things. Interesting. Um, and then in a weird, they have like a weird riff where. He's like she's really upset obviously cuz she's going through a fucking lot right now and he's like, "Oh, can I touch you? Is that okay? Can I like come for you?" And she's like, "Cool. Now we're doing consent. Thanks, Joe." Cool. Locking.
1: Great. And then they just start fucking. And it I don't I don't I don't understand I I hate it. And and also,
0: after that, Joe, in in his little monologue narration, goes, Well, it was the least I could do. Great. Joe said... I
1: hate him. Joe says, I hate him. Goldberg. I don't want it. I don't want it. (laughs) Yeah. I want it to stop. I want it to stop yeah we're in a rough we're in a rough spot right now uh I can only hope that next week when we get to episode seven it's better than this yeah fingers crossed fingers crossed my man um my dude my dude do you know what is better than this episode Ooh, it's our patrons nice dude so... Fucking segue, baby. I'm on a segue. I'm on a segue to Patreon Town. That's for goddamn <laughs> sure. Um, I'm taking my segue all the way to patreon.com slash into the Twilight. Hell yeah. Um, I, this week, we've got a strong selection of visual bits. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, from screenrant.com. Uh, this is 10 Twilight characters reimagined oh. as Hogwarts students it is all fan art this week, baby. And it's all bad. It's all bad just for y'all.
2: Um,
1: and I will tell y'all that the reactions that you are going to get from Cody are fresh off the boat. Because uh, <laughs> um, these are were not previewed and not approved. I hate this. <laughs> Why don't you start then? Okay. Shout out to Rebecca Cullen.
0: Beauty, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> It's gonna be number five, not again. And. <laughs> and it's Edward <laughs> running, <laughs> fucking booking yeah. it in his baseball uniform. <laughs> fucking Voldemort. <laughs>
1: Just waving his little wand. Great. <laughs> great, thank you. Um, I. That's great. Perfect. Um, shout out to Elizabeth Swan, uh, who's gonna be number ten. The ball, which is, um, <laughs> uh, which is a combination of the prom sequence. From Twilight and then the the wizarding ball and so we've got lots of lots of fancy folks dancing around and then God. Harry and <laughs> Jacob just acting real sullen can I point out to? That everyone
0: is wearing formal wear and Jacob is just wearing a white beater. (laughs)
1: He's just in a fucking tank top. Like at the prom. At the prom. (laughs) Yep. And it's not even fucking like young 16 year old Jacob. It's like post transformed Jacob. (laughs) Fucking buff boy. Yeah, it's fucking tri-tip Jacob. Oh no. Shout out, Amy Taylor. Woo woo woo.
0: Who's gonna be number six? <laughs> Another <laughs> Edward Voldemort <Baltimore> meme, <laughs> but this time it's uh, Robert just jumping for joy. Yeah. Wearing nothing but his little little Skibbies. shorts. Well, in <laughs> the skiffies, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and Voldemort being like, wait, didn't I get rid of this one?
1: Okay, Mulch, you're up. Um, okay, um, Mulch, you're going to get number two, the handsome couple. <clears throat> um, which is, you know, our kids, our boys our babes (sighs) um they're in it so it's edward and bella but they're at hogwarts they're here just a simple one shout out to rebecca
0: steel
2: it's
0: gonna be number one second meeting damn Which, there's a lot of layers to this one, I feel like. This one's really homegrown. It's a a hand-drawn of Harry and subject-degree-slash-Edward-Cullen, both TBD, but also,
1: like, Pokemon? (laughs) Yeah, there's (laughs) a lot happening here. uh, Yeah, I... I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's, um, there's a lot going on mm. there. Um, shout out to Kelly Beck, bow, bow, bow. who's going to be number three origin story, oh, which is um, Bella asking Edward, how do you become a vampire? And rather than him dying from the Spanish influenza, we find out that his backstory is, in fact, that he was Cedric Diggory. <laughs> and (laughs) um he was still saved by carlisle who just decided he was too pretty to die so he got a new name of edward and went from being a wizard boy yeah to now being a vampire boy in this one yeah Great. Right. Well that. Shout out to
0: Taper. Brad. Tail. Lot. Woo woo, woo. The Marines. Respect our troops. The one Thank troop.
1: Our troop. Ten.
0: One <laughs> single troop. It's gonna be number four killing in progress. Oh my god, I knew you were gonna choose this one. <laughs> and it's Harry getting his fucking shit wrecked <laughs> and saying, Kill it, Ron. And it's just a fun little clip art of Edward Cohen in the corner <laughs> with Ron assumably, like, beating his head in with something. This movie is so dark. I'm My computer is on full brightness right now, and I can barely see this image. <laughs>
1: yeah, I couldn't see it at all. It's, it's so dark. It's so bad. We um, just let movies be this dark. How did that <laughs> happen? I, honest to God, don't know. Um, shout out to Aaron Salinger, Woo! who's going to be number seven, two blacks. Okay. Oh, God, this and, one sucks. Uh, um, and this one is Bella and Jacob and Sirius and Bellatrix. And um, Bella and Bellatrix are saying, hi, black. And Bellatrix is saying, you dog, as well, I think. Or both of them are saying, you dog, I guess. Sure. Um, I mean, they're both here's kind of I, dogs. Here's what I'll say. They did Sirius so goddamn dirty in this.
0: Yeah, everyone else has, like, full facial features. <laughs> and, like, they're all drawn out and beautiful. And Sirius has two dot um, eyes.
1: And eyebrows so and mean. a mustache.
0: And nothing else. He's, like, a... Fully, no nose, no features, no mouth, no nothing. Just a blank. He looks like a mannequin.
1: He does. And someone just put little googly eyes on him. You know what he looks like? He looks like a me. He looks like a me character. He does, yes. And that's cruel. (laughs) For my boy? For my son, Sirius Black, unacceptable. Yeah, love that. Shout out to
0: Sophia Salinger. Pew, pew, pew. Who's gonna be... I don't like
1: any of the other ones left. Number nine, Love Triangle. Oh, wow. Same Which artist, is, it seems.
0: Yeah, it's a similar uh, drawing, yeah, style. Um, where it's just like a very um intense little love polyamorous moment yeah with Cedric and Edward and Bella and Harry
1: Potter it's just the <laughs> whole ding so ding con- thing i'm so confused my brain hurts it's a lot of that's a lot there Ow. i hate it <sighs> okay well i have something that i think you won't hate Okay, Which is your fan fiction this week. I trust you. Um, well, you shouldn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, this is titled 40 Bag. Okay. Uh, and it was written by Sierra underscore Rowe, um, And it was published last month on January 11th of this year. Um, and the description goes as this what would an episode of you look like from 40's perspective turns out it looks a lot like an episode of fleabag featuring 40's dirty thoughts about joe unrequited longing addiction backstory and how 40 talked about love or talked love into letting joe stay at a navrin so i'm going to read you an excerpt from this great Um, A lot of this is a mixture of his thoughts, like 40s thoughts, as well as um, some backstory on here. So this starts in 40s head. (sighs) Do you think Joe has any idea how hard I'm crushing on him? My old sport doesn't pick up as much as he thinks he does. I mean, I've been ironically referring to Jay Gatsby since I met him, and I never once had that himbo, or never once has that himbo gotten the joke. All right, time to do this. He crosses the floor of an navern to the book corner. How's it hanging, Brosif? Forty's taken to calling Joe by whichever bro nickname pops into his head. He wants to make it a habit so the other nicknames don't accidentally pop out. Babe, beautiful, my light. Forty has always known he was attracted to guys, but this, this full-on infatuation, this was new. He mostly dated straight. He liked to think of his sexuality as 90% Tinder and 10% Grinder. He always figured he'd end up with a woman, but Joe was making him rethink his own presumed levels of heteroflexibility. There were lots of things Forty hated about being Forty Quinn, but being around Joe drowned out that noise for a while, kind of the way drugs did. For fuck's sake, he practically felt high when he was around Joe. Joe's presence in the room went to his head and made it buzz pleasantly, like a bottle or two of Dom Perignon interspersed with a couple of lines of Coke in the bathroom at Patina. It made him feel both stupid and energized at once, like he'd never have to sleep again. I think he's my new addiction. Fuck it. Maybe this is how I get clean for good this time. He can be my crack, baby. Truly, the one thing keeping him from trying anything with Joe was his sister. Even though the two were broken up at that moment, he would never invade his sister's territory like that. The thing was, last night, love had tried to cut Joe out of both of their lives completely, and that was a step too far. Joe and Love were a good match. Maybe she thought she didn't want Joe around right now, but she changed her mind. After all, it was Joe. And if Forty saw good things in him, he knew Love did too. And (sighs) scene. Shout out to himbos. Shout out to himbos! (laughs) Shout out to himbos. Represent. (sighs) Shout out to the himbo in your life, you know? Yeah, everyone's got one everyone's got one and if you don't got one then i don't i hate to tell you this but you yeah. might be one i'm my own himbo <laughs> for sure Be your own himbo you <laughs> know <laughs> you don't need anyone to be your himbo be the himbo you want to see in the world this valentine's <laughs> day <laughs> oh my gosh and with that folks uh as we say Seattle get big get whipped and whip a himbo oh my god <laughs> whip a chode you know what i mean Stop.
0: <laughs> this is an earbud media production you can find us on twitter at earbud media and listen to the rest of our shows you can find this show on twitter at into the twilight as well as into the twilight. show, You can send us an email at into the twilight Show at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at intothetwilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at yourghosttoast 44 on Instagram. And our music is done by Eli Krauss, who you can find at Eli elisourkrauss and Krausfilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, who you can find at KB underscore underscore Smith on Twitter. You can find Allie on Twitter at intowildplaces, and you can find me at Dyke Discourse.